0: Welcome back. This is Bear G on the radio, speaking to you tonight from my studio in the high desert of Joshua Tree, California. Kitty is right here next to me. Um, yeah. We're all here for one thing, and that is to bring an end to our suffering once and for all, and to awaken spiritually. You are in the right place. Kick back. Relax, and enjoy another episode of Padma's Podcast of Enlightenment. is another teaching story. It's called The Question. One dervish to another, what was your vision of God's presence? Well, I haven't seen anything. But for the sake of conversation, I'll tell you a story. God's presence is there in front of me, and there is a fire on the left and a lovely stream on the right. One group walks towards the fire, into the fire, another toward the sweet flowing water. And no one knows which are blessed and which are not. Whoever walked into that fire appears suddenly in the stream, and a head goes under on the water's surface, and that head pokes out of the fire. Most people guard against going into the fire, and so end up in it. Those who love the water of pleasure and make it their devotion are cheated with this reversal. But the trickery goes even further. The voice of the fire tells the truth and says, Come into me and don't mind those sparks. If you are a friend of God, fire is your water. You should wish to have a hundred thousand sets of moth wings so you can burn them away one set a night. A moth sees light and goes into the fire. You should see fire and go towards that light fire is what of God is world-consuming, and water, world-protecting. And somehow each gives the appearance of the other. To these eyes we have now what looks like water burns, and what looks like fire is a great relief to be inside. You've seen a magician take a bowl of rice and make it seem like a dish full of tiny live worms. Before an assembly with one breath he can make the floor swarm with scorpions that weren't there. How much more amazing are God's tricks? Generation after generation lies down defeated. They think one molecule mode second thinking of God's reversal of comfort and pain is better than any ritual. That splinter of intelligence is substance the fire and the water themselves are accidental and done On the night when you cross the street, from your shop and your house to the cemetery, you'll hear me hailing you from inside the open grave, and you'll realize how we've always been together. I am the clear consciousness core of your being, the same in ecstasy as in self-hating fatigue. That night, when you escape the fear of snakebite and all the irritations with the ants, you'll hear my familiar voice. See the candle being lit, smell the incense, the surprise meal fixed by the lover inside all your other lovers. This heart to malt is my signal to you igniting in the tomb. So don't fuss with the shroud and the graveyard road dust. Those get ripped open and washed away in the music of our finally meeting. And don't look for me in a human shape. I'm inside your looking. No room for form with love this strong. beat the drum, and let the poet speak. This is a day of purification for those who are already mature and initiated into what love is. No need to wait until we die. There's more to want here than money and being famous and bites of roasted meat. Now. What shall we call this new sort of gazing house that has opened in our town where people sit quietly and pour out their glancing like light, like answering? Don't look for me in a human shape. I'm inside your looking. No room for form with love this strong, Don't look for me in a human shape. I'm inside. You're looking. Your grief for what you've lost lifts a mirror up to where you're bravely working. Expecting the worst, you look, and instead, hears the joyful face you've been wanting to see. Your hand opens and closes, opens, and closes. If it were always a fist, or always stretched open, you would be paralyzed. Your deepest presence is in every small contracting and expanding. The two as beautifully balanced and coordinated as bird wings. Jars of spring water are not enough anymore. Take us down to the river. The face of peace, the sun itself. No more the slippery cloud-like moon. Give us one clear morning after another. And the one whose work remains unfinished, who is our work as we diminish, idle, though occupied, empty, Jars of spring water are not enough anymore. Take us down to the river. This is a story about a mouse and a frog. A mouse and a frog meet every morning on the riverbank. They sit in a nook of the ground and talk. Each morning, the second they see each other, they open easily, telling stories and dreams and secrets, empty of any fear or suspicious holding back. To watch and listen to those two is to understand how, as it is written, Sometimes when two beings come together, Christ becomes visible. The mouse starts laughing out a story he hasn't thought of in five years. And the telling might take five years. There's no blocking the speech flow, river running, all carrying momentum that true intimacy is. Bitterness doesn't have a chance with those two. The God-messenger kidder touches a roasted fish, and it leaps off the grill back into the water. Friend sits by friend, and the tablets appear. They read the mysteries off each other's foreheads. But one day, the mouse complains. There are times when I want so bad, and you're out in the water. Jumping around where you can't hear me. We meet at this appointed time, but the text says lovers pray constantly. Once a day, once a week, five times an hour is not enough. Fish like we are need the ocean around us. Do camel bells say, let's meet back here Thursday night? Ridiculous. They jingle together continuously, talking while the camel walks. Do you pay regular visits to yourself? Don't argue or answer rationally. Let us die. And dying replies. joy, call it to your arms where it can change. Mm to truly exist as they disappear inside that room. Without legs, we fly. When I stop speaking, this poem will close and open its silence. This we have now is not imagination. This is not grief or joy, not a judging state or an elation or sadness. Those come and go. This is the presence that doesn't. It's Don Hussong, here in the splendor of coral, inside the friend, in the simple truth of what Halaj said. What else could human beings want? When grapes turn to wine, they're wanting this. When the night sky pours by, it's really a crowd of beggars, and they all want some of this. This we have now is not imagination. This that we are now created the body cell by cell. Like bees building a honeycomb, the human body and the universe grew from this, not this from the universe and the human body. This we have now it is not imagination. This is not grief or joy, not a judging state or an elation or sadness. Those come and go. This is the presence that doesn't. It's Don song. What else could human beings want? What else could human beings want? Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful to be used in this way to help in some way all those who choose to listen. Truly, thank you again. If you'd like to support the further adventures of the Alley Kitty Master and her pet there's a way to do that. Three clicks and you're done. Yeah. Thank you. Really, truly, thank you. We are all gathered together here for a spiritual awakening. Again, you are in the right place. Thank you. Follow me on Facebook and check out Bergie.org. Blessings and all love. This is G on the radio.